die Brücke. The Podcast Corporation between Sam Eden and Migration macht Gesellschaft. Bridging the Gap. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back, people, to the Brücke, where our intention is to bridge the gap. All right, and um, so far so good. Our first episode had about 70 or close to 100 listeners thereabout, but hopefully we're expecting more people to come up with more reviews and give us feedback. But it's been really good. And um, today, I wouldn't say for a change, but the whole objective, like we said from the beginning, was we want to be able to have perspective. We want to have perspective not just from um, an immigrant's perspective, like me being from Nigeria or Abbasin from Afghanistan. We also want to have perspective from someone who is German so they can tell us about their own reality. And like I said, we can bridge the gap and we can learn from each other. So before going too further, I want to introduce my guest today. She is 100% Munchina. She is... That is like 100% authentic Munich. Like That's what Sila said to me. So um, I hand over the stage to Sabrina. Welcome to the Brooke, Sabrina. Hi, guys. You're coming. Thank you very much. All right. Sabrina, Just um, I, I only know that your name is Sabrina. Mm -hmm. I don't know any other thing, but could you just tell me more about Sabrina? So I'm 21 years old and I study economics. Yeah, in Pasing, it's called Hochschule München. So it's not a university, it's a kind of university. And yeah, I'm living in Munich for 21 years. Mm. So my whole life and yeah, I think. In economics, yeah. So you, 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 you like to find out how the money works, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, can you help me with my taxes? <laughs> uh, not that good. <laughs> I want to know about my taxes and how I get more money right back from the government. Can you help us with that? Maybe a little bit. But not too much? No. All right. I'm in the beginning of my university career, mm -hmm. if you can call it like this. The beginning. Okay, mm -hmm. how, how many years actually is the, the program? Um, it's three and a half years okay. um, for the bachelor. And afterwards you have the master for about two and a half years. Do you have to do a master's or it's optional? It's optional. Mm. But for nowadays you have to do it, in my opinion, because everybody is asking for it. And bachelor is like the bare minimum. minimum. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's... Okay. A must-have for many companies. Okay, so is your program in English or in German? In German. In German, all right, 100% in German. No, so we have one subject and it's English, so <laughs> therefore okay. we speak in one subject English, it's business English, but the, the other subjects are totally in German. Okay, so for example, um, like in your class, do you have, is it all just Germans that are actually that take the course or do you have people from other backgrounds i would say 90 percent is german mm -hmm. um but one friend of mine he is from colombia i think okay so he speaks fluent german i guess yeah he's um he was in a german school 
in Colombia. So yeah, there he could practice a lot German. Now he is like, yeah, I would say 90% fluent in German. And if not, we are helping him. Okay, but is it even possible like in Hochschule um, generally that you have English speaking courses or it's just... It's only German courses. It's only German courses. Okay, well, I'm just asking because I went to TUM mm-hmm. and in TUM we had some courses in English and I think some of my friends that went to LMU also, they had some courses in, in English. So I was thinking maybe Hochschule, it's, it's a similar part. No, I don't know, but I didn't hear, uh, hear about it. Yeah, then how come your English is so good? I'm wondering. I do a lot of certificates. Yeah, I have like about five certificates in English, Cambridge English. And this year I was in Malta, Mm -hmm. two weeks for business English. Wow. And yeah, I think also the schools in Germany, they, yeah. Business English in Malta for two weeks. Yeah, it's from Erasmus. Wow. Yeah. Was it free? Did you have to pay for it or... No, they pay for it mm-hmm. um, because it's like a special organization and uh, they pay for it that you are going to another country and um, you can choose whatever you want. For example, I had like business English, but there was also um, like the normal English, general English. English. Okay. And yeah, there... They pay you about 1,700 euros. And you can choose if you want to stay there for a week, for two weeks. Um, but that's the to- total amount of money you get. How come, yeah. how, how come I never heard about this 1,700 euros when I was studying? <laughs> Is it, this money, where was it? I was studying in this country. I didn't hear about this money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think sometimes you have to be in an uh, organization oh, where man. you can get it. Yeah, and then they have, uh, yeah, or they ask you if you want to do it or not. Okay. And uh, they ask me, so my work asked me. Wow, you're lucky, yeah? Yeah, I'm very oh, man. lucky. You see, th- this is why we are actually having this podcast, because we want to be able to share information about such um, opportunities mm-hmm. where people could tap into and know where things happen because mm-hmm. like I didn't know this it wasn't because it was hidden it was just because I never had the information about Erasmus and how all these things worked so yeah. it's good we have you here and people could also still reach out to you via Migration Magazine in case you guys have further questions about this like for students or other people interested in such um, now coming back um can you share the earliest memories or interactions with immigrants that you had while growing up in Germany? So two years ago, I started um, like lessons, like a teacher um, for kids who came from um, other countries, especially from Afghanistan and from Syria. And they told me a lot about their history. And I was so touched because they said it's completely different here in Germany and um, that it's nice here, but they miss their own home. 
and they want to go back but they can't and then they told me everything about it and I wanted to help that they have like the best time here and mm -hmm. to have like the possibility to learn German and to know what German are like. From your own perspective, if you met people that somehow you, you realize that they have a stereotype or they think about Germany in a certain way and you're like either shocked, like, ah, no, this is not actually how things are. Or maybe this, this is how things are actually, but it's not the way you think. It's not how actually how you think about it. Maybe there's a reason behind it. So has there ever been a point where you've seen, you've met someone and they always have a perception mm. about like, ah, Germany, I thought everything is this way, but mm -hmm. actually it's not that way. And somehow maybe sometimes you find yourself trying to fight a battle which you're not the cost for it like yeah. I, I, it's not me but somehow you're being included in it yeah um, there are many um, many points in my life where I had like this situation yeah they uh, say like you are from Germany oh um, okay so about your history and Hitler and something like this and it's very hard because like I say no it's not everyone not everyone has like this mindset i think like just a few people have like this mindset but um the majority of people um yeah don't have it anymore like for several uh, years they don't have it and then if i go for example to london there mm -hmm. was like the last visit i heard about it um, they said, um, yeah, you have to pay attention. Please say that you are from Austria. Um, Seriously? Yeah, because they um, were afraid that anybody would attack me because I'm from oh. Germany. Oh. Mm. I actually thought it was just, um, I don't mean it in any offensive way, like maybe being an immigrant, I actually felt maybe we... I felt that way, like being in Germany. Sometimes um, I meet someone and all of a sudden they're asking me, how did you get to Germany thinking you're a refugee? So I actually always felt discrimination was just one way, like because I'm an immigrant in Germany. So I I never for once would have pictured a German person telling me they face discrimination over something which they have no hand in and it's actually not, the way the society mm -hmm. is anymore. So it's it's actually shocking to hear it from this mm -hmm. perspective that you're in another country and they're telling you to actually say you're from Austria. Mm, yeah. How, how did that make you feel? Not comfortable because um, I have to be another person um, who I'm not. I'm not from Austria. I'm from Germany and I can't be this person from Germany. I have to pretend that I'm like another person and it's a weird thing that um, people um, have this mindset uh, until this point. It's not like, it's not that everyone think this way, but there are some people who um, think this way in these years. And yeah, it's it's shocking. But, but is it sometimes too much for you? Is it sometimes, like for me, sometimes I feel it's overwhelming when I'm trying to defend 
certain things which I have no cause over. It's 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 not my fight, and I'm trying to fight something which it, it's bigger than me. I just I just want you to be able to see me as me mm-hmm. and not see me and put me in a box. So sometimes it's exhausting. I'm tired. Like sometimes I just don't even want to tell you where I'm from because I just don't want to explain myself and. Like it gets tiring. I don't know. Did you, do you ever feel that way where it's just tiring? Like you're trying to defend yourself for what you have no no cause over. Actually, not a lot. So um, there are some people who are very interested in German history and how the people are acting nowadays. From my perspective, I can see when I came to Germany and now how a lot of things have changed and how, like I said, Munich is really multicultural and Munich 10 years ago, it's not the same Munich as of today. A different time and different now. But even for you, like currently seeing those different mindsets and seeing, have you ever been in a situation where it made you feel uncomfortable? Like, was there, has there been a situation where you're there you know, it's it's not you doing anything, but the situation actually makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm, there was one situation with my um, with my kids who um, where I was like the teacher for them, and um, I'm not an, an I actually teacher. Yeah. I am like how do you like say like supporting them supporting. and just giving them extra hand yeah. in case they need help yeah um exactly and um i saw a letter from their actually the actual teacher their actual teacher and she was like not interested that um their parents couldn't speak any german they she was like writing um this letter down and had like so hard words uh, in German. Yeah, it was like a letter and um, about their work in school and how they are acting in their class and something like this. And then um, their parents came to me and were like, we don't understand anything. And I was like, I was very shocked because I thought that teachers would have like the empathy um, that they can write it a little bit like oh so you mean so is it more like for example just maybe um the way the teacher wrote the the note to the parents was in like um super difficult german Mm -hmm. and she maybe she wasn't taking into context that i'm in a class where maybe the parents might not be super educated in german but was there anything in the language that made you feel uncomfortable that made you feel like there was a form of discrimination there or the teacher was just maybe singling out those people, the students, because you just feel they're not being up to standard. Or it was just the way she wrote the language. Which of them made you feel uncomfortable? That's... I felt uncomfortable by how she reacted um, and that she didn't have like the empathy not like she wasn't uh, discriminating the okay kids, okay but um it was the kids were like one and a half years here in germany uh, and okay they tried their best and uh, yeah and they always uh, got very bad grades in mm-hmm, school because mm-hmm. they didn't understand it and 
the teacher were like, okay, that's fine uh, for me. Um, now they have like bad grades and maybe um, they have to go to the, um, it's called Mittelschule. Mm. It's, um, so that was in class of fear or something like that. Yeah, yeah but th th this is one thing I don't understand with the German school system, but um, it's, it's a story for another day because... I personally don't buy the idea of when kids get to class of fear, like the fourth grade, they mm -hmm. get split up into, um, what's the first one? Um, high school? No, kind of high school. Yeah, what's Gymnasium. the name? Gymnasium. The second is um, Realschule. And the third is Hauptschule. Hauptschule. Because for me, I feel these are like nine-year-old kids. When you're nine, you don't even know what you're doing, you know. And there's so many... For me, this is just my perspective, you know. I feel as a nine-year-old, um, there's so many things that could be happening at home. You know, your family could be going through a lot. Like these kids now, maybe they just moved all the way from a country where there's war. And they're trying to adapt and things are not just going well. And when they move to... From from experience, like as a kid, kids could actually be mean sometimes, you know. They could say, oh, I'm going to Gymnasium, and you make the other person feel bad. And even as adults, I feel sometimes we even struggle with um, with self-esteem. Then how much more a nine-year-old, when you split them up, I feel it just dents the confidence. I know they say when you go to the, the middle school, maybe you still have the opportunity to still go to the university. That That's not, for me, I just see the, the damage it could do psychologically when you're telling a kid already at nine that you're not good enough. Go to the middle one, go to the go to this level. And and children at nine, it's a lot, you know, because when you're saying you can look for a different path, that's my perspective. When you're saying you can get to class A L twelve and do one year and find a way and get into the university, that means the child has to psychologically dig deep with the parents to tell him you can do it you can do it already at nine the first impression is you're not good enough this is where you are but i feel like the most things i learned in school was just being around my classmates it was not just about the 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 classwork itself it was how maybe um charles made me feel um good in terms of how to talk to people like build social skills all those things you learn from other people within your classroom and sometimes this person could be smarter in mathematics, but I could be better in football. We help ourselves, we grow. So I've never just been a fan of mm. splitting kids up at nine. I, I heard there's a term now in Germany, the Gesamtschule, where everyone is included. I, I feel that's how, that's how I also grew up, and I, felt, I feel that it makes more sense. So I've heard about topics of certain parents that are immigrants. They always feel... Their children are being discriminated against and, you know, they just put them like, ah, you know, you, this is the school you're just going to go to, you know, the grades and they push them to that level and they don't even, some of them can't even speak German fluent enough. They don't even know how to have that conversation with the teacher. They just put the children in a box and say, this is where you belong to. Mm. It, it It's, I, I know someone where, for example, the, the, the child had good grades and super grades, but the gymnasium close to his house they didn't accept him he had to travel like 45 minutes to get a different school but he had super grades and i don't understand it because the funniest part is in the school system they have a special day where in gymnasium you can come and do an exam 
for people that were not like didn't get that grade to have an opportunity to get into the school. I don't know if you know about it. Like maybe for example, they accept ten people. I heard they have a particular day where they say, okay, we can do an open day. Like people could study hard. Uh, maybe you didn't meet the the grade before. So you can study hard now. Maybe you can still make it and get admission into the school, something like that. But it's a topic for another day. I just feel it's a lot in terms of discrimination. Like, why can't we just all coexist? These are kids, you know. So you seeing that kind of letter, the parents not even knowing who to go to and who to talk to. You know, the child is not having good grades, but you know this child is coming from a war-torn country. How are you helping this person to do things differently. And it's not like sometimes the parents, yeah, parents have their part to do, but the parent might be having a lot of things with trying to sort out foreign office, trying to sort out um, documents and papers or getting a job or trying to learn the language. And it's it's all just too much. But I, I will talk about it. If I, I can go on about that forever, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah. What you could tell me? What do you think? Like, what's your own to send? What did you see, maybe, as from your own experience? Um, I have like the same opinion as you, and I was in a gymnasium, and there the teachers were always like, "You are the the best of the best. You know, you are like something better than the other." And if you are going to the Realschule, you are like, okay, but you are not like the good people. The, the super smart people. The smart people, yeah. It's like the second box and um, yeah, and you will get like in, in if you are in the um, gymnasium, like high school, you are like better in everything yeah yeah and then in the realschule that's like what they say to us and 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 it's it's totally a disaster so yeah i'm sure kids are mean to each other like when you come around if i'm in gymnasium maybe i'm I'm a 10 year old i could be saying to you oh, i'm smarter than you mm. you know the child is just a child he doesn't know what he's doing he could just yeah. say oh, i'm smarter than you oh my teacher said you had the dumb dumb you know oh you're going to the dumb dumb school yeah. You know, it's brutal. And and I, I, I'm just trying to think about those kids you're talking about and if they've had similar kind of experience, how, how do you even cope mentally? Yeah, it's it's very hard, I think. So I was going to um, to the gymnasium for, you know, until the 10th grade. And then I switched to the FOSS. It's level two of Abitur. Mm-hmm. So it's not the best, but in, in their beliefs, but it's like the second best. And um, if someone asked me where I was going to school, I said like I went to the FOSS, and they were, oh, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, that's good. And I was like, I'm also doing my Abitur like you. So it's not like you it's are from. The gymnasium and it's way better, but yeah, it's 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 and now you know like in comparison, these are kids. I'm also thinking about adults. Like mm. I came here as a student in my masters and all, and I've had incidents where, not directly to me, 
I've met some other people that are immigrants, um, black people, for example, maybe from Africa and all. And sometimes I'm in a conversation with certain people and they think naturally because I'm black, I'm supposed to be doing cleaning. Mm. And and they, and they see me in a setting and, you know, they just ask those kind of uncomfortable questions. I'm like, ah, what do you do? Um, are you here working? And it's just... <laughs> Like you say, it's already the discrimination because you see me and you think, I'll give you a very good example. I don't want to name the establishment, but when I came as a student, like working as a student, you're just doing a student job and I'm working in um, one of those fast food centers. And the guy just walks in, I'm at the back and I'm doing my regular job of m- making the burger. And he comes in and I'm wearing the hat like just backward and he comes, he takes the hat and he puts it um, forward. I just kept on doing my thing. And there was a, there was a line in front and he was like, ah, Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. Like he, and he was yelling. He was just yelling at me. There were other people who was just coming down at me. Like I was a nun. He was just, he was just yelling and saying, ah, Chanel, yeah, yeah. At the point in time, I couldn't take it anymore. I just removed the hat, took off the, the apron and I walked out. That was the f- that was within the first eight months of my arrival to Germany. I took out the apron, removed the hat, and I walked out. And I was the only one walking at the back. And the other assistant manager came to meet me. I was I said, no, I don't need this. That just because you see me here, you think you can just talk me down because of the color of my skin. Mm. Or maybe this is how you treat people. But like you're saying, like now, now you're saying it, and, and I'm trying to imagine it for kids and for adults. I've had kind of similar experience. And even now, sometimes if you, if, if I'm in a casual space where I'm not looking in a certain way and I meet some, some people and maybe foreigners are generally, and they ask me what I do and I tell them what I do, they look at me with, with, with a bit of surprise, like, huh? You know, like you have this degree, you have this degree, and they they just look surprised. Like, mm. so I, you just saying this is just casting my mind back into those days and how sometimes we're just here and you're putting me in a box. Yeah. For what reason? Like, you don't even know me. Yeah. You're not even taking the time to find out who I am. You already put me in a box and say, you're telling the kids that, oh, you're in gymnasium, you'll be the CEO and this other person is the cleaner. Yeah. But also, like, um, adults uh, put me also in a box because of jobs. For example, um, last time I was a hostess and I was, like, at fairs. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then I was cleaning the dishes and, like, the um, tables and so on. And everybody was like, oh, what are you doing? And so for Like, why for are you living, doing this? Yeah. And um, they were like, are you going to the middle school? And I was like, no, I'm studying. Actually, I'm studying. And they were like, ah, they were, like, so surprised. And I was like... You can do this and without like being in the middle school or being yeah. in a, in Riochli or whatever school you yeah. could. But they they saw me, they saw my job, and they put you in a box. They put me in a box. 
um the last time yeah um the last episode so sorry Im- um, initially i said the last episode was with abasin but the last episode um after abasin was with vivi she's she's from greece and um she spoke about how she's done everything possible to make friends in germany she went to dancing classes ballet hockey she she did it all salsa and whatever and also from my experience when we go to like parties and all trying to meet german friends it's like you guys have a special code if you're not from my kindergarten or from fatterstetten my village you can't be my friend and when we go to the parties they just have one small group and they stay in that group so she has been here like seven years and so this is not even a context of um skin color she's greek and like let me see she's white she's not been able to make friends so i want to ask you like how do people make friends with germans like do you actually have friends that are not from your childhood that you can actually say are your friends and even if that's not the even if that's the situation but how can people and why why is it that way why is it so difficult to make friends in german even when you go to all the ballet classes and everything <laughs> mm, i think you have to be lucky with the people around you so um for example for me i have friends not from my childhood and i'm welcoming every year a new friend to my life so um I'm very lucky that I have like very open people in my area but on the other side there are people who want to stay in a group for example the rich group or the group um of this but why is it is it a cultural thing because it's not I don't even think it's about from my experience like you go to a party like when i was a student you go to the house party in germany and you just see them in a small group and when they're in that group that's all they're not it's it's like i don't even know it's it's easier for you to see the bottom of the ocean than to get into that group mm-hmm. how like they don't want to mix up and i don't know i think you guys have a i need a pdf copy of how germans respond to people because i found out the germans you, i could send a german person like ah i think we're friends and i send you a message and they reply after one week <laughs> um if you can tell us the pdf copy or where we can go online so people like vivi if they want to make german friends we have to read the pdf copy <laughs> and see the response time you know the bureaucracy do we have to go through deutsche post <laughs> there it is for me it's like so easy because like germans have no circle maybe they have like a circle from the last years they are maybe they don't show like that much feelings like other countries like italy or spain for example but if you want to be friends there are so 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 many people no here. you have to yeah. feel the form There's no. a formula. It's no. Deutschland. That's no, no, Deutschland. No, no, no. Alle, alle is formula. You have to go online, fill the formula, send it by post. You can't send it by mail. By post with stamp. <laughs> tack, tack, tack. Alle must tack, tack, tack. It's my experience, honestly, but it's fine. And um, get We can finished. be friends. Then you have a German friend. <laughs> and then they feel forced, you know. It has to be Ursprünglich. 
original. <laughs> but I'm so glad I had Sabrina on this podcast and she wasn't able to give me the PDF copy. But notwithstanding, we will try and foster our friendship and hopefully someone, one of you in the audience, send this to your German friends, send this to your German colleagues, wherever. Tell them we're looking for the PDF copy of how to make a German friend. If someone can give us the code of how to make a German friend, there is a gift. I'm not going to tell you what the gift is, but if someone can give us that PDF copy, how to make a German friend. Wow. It's going to be a bestseller. <laughs> New York bestseller written by, I don't know who's going to write it, but all the foreigners, we're looking for the book. So okay. on behalf of the foreigners, signing out for the bouquet. Thank you very much. <laughs>